and welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. And I am super excited for today's episode as it's the first episode airing in 2023. So welcome to your fresh start. I am going to open this episode with some things you can do to get the year kicked off in a wonderful way. Although do not fret if you're listening to this midway through January, because I do like to say, I think it's important to look at your goals and think about things yearly, but there's no one checking to see if you're doing that on some predetermined schedule. So no pressure if you're not doing this exactly when the year opens, but if you are motivated to do so, then I hope you find these tips welcome. So here we go. I'm going to give you five things that might help you get off to a really nice start in the new year. And then after that, I'm going to share some of my own goals for 2023. You guys know I love listening to other people's goals episodes. And so even though I do one on Best of Both Worlds with Laura Vanderkam, I feel compelled to share some of my goals here as well with you guys. And I would love it on the show notes day if if you want to share some of your goals back with me and leave a comment and tell me what you're working on in 2023. It can be detailed. It can be basic. Let me know. I would absolutely love to see it. All right. Well, here we're going to go with the tips. Tip number one, schedule your next quarterly or quintile review. Ideally, set up a review for both quintile one, which you can do this month if you haven't done it already, and quintile two. I really feel like having seasonal reviews to look through your annual goals is so, so important. And it's really kind of the foundation of what I call nested goal setting is always looking back one level and drilling down as the time interval gets shorter. And I think what often happens is we spend all of this time making this wonderful annual goals list but we don't have a specific time that we're going to check in with ourselves and look at it and make these dreams into concrete plans. So go ahead and set up a quintile review for your first season of the year. For me, that's January 1st to spring break and set up a half a day perhaps in early January if you can and think about how you're going to address things in the first season. And this is also when I do certain things that I have set up in my seasonal review, like my kind of financial check-in and some other specific things for the household. So set up your first quintile or seasonal review and also schedule your second one. And then see if you can always stay one step ahead. Whereas when you're starting quintile two, you can go ahead and set your date for your quintile three kickoff and so on. So go ahead and get those in the calendar if you haven't already and decide when you're going to think through the implementation and action tied to your annual goals list in 2023. All right, that's tip number one. Tip number two is to decide which habit you are going to focus on. Maybe it's going to be over the next month. Maybe it's going to be over the next quarter or quintile. But if you're like me, you often set a lot of goals or maybe you call them resolutions or things that you want to work on in the new year. But it's unlikely to be feasible to address 15 different things all at once. And we know that research shows that it doesn't work very well when you have a whole bunch of things that you're trying to do simultaneously. So think about what your main habit of focus is going to be. And if a month feels like too much, maybe even say for the first week, I'm going to focus on, I don't know, flossing or skincare or whatever you decided was going to be one of your habits of focus in the new year. Write it down, commit to it, and decide on whatever time frame you're going to use and make one of these habits your primary for the next chunk of time that you decide on. 
Number three, decide what, if anything, you're going to track in the new year and where, and try not to go overboard. This is hard for me. I enjoy having a stack of planners and When you have a stack of planners, there are so many potential places you could track a number of things. But the truth is, if you're trying to track 100 different data points in five different books, you are very unlikely to be successful unless you're spending all of your time tracking and playing with planners, which I don't advise you to do. So decide what your priorities are going to be for tracking and where that's going to go. That might be that you're going to fill out a five-year journal Write down your workout for the day and track your reading for the day, and that's about it. Maybe everything else that you want to write down goes on your daily page, but doesn't get tracked in any long-term basis. For me, I think I'm going to track my workouts in my fitness journal. I'm going to track my reading in my always fully booked reading journal. I'm not planning on filling out every spread in that journal. That would be absolutely too much to take on, but I plan on at least tracking what I am reading And that's honestly, I'm going to do probably a health tracker in the front of my Hobonichi cousin where I keep track of my kids' sicknesses and my own headaches and such. So that's not all that many things. There are so many more things I could decide to track, but if I choose too many things, I'm probably going to track nothing. So prioritize and decide what, if anything, you're going to track, where, and how. Number four, think about connections and how you might incorporate other people in your goal setting. This could mean anything from deciding to do a planning retreat with your partner. I love doing these with my husband, and we also do podcast planning retreats for the other podcast that I'm on, where we plan out a whole bunch of topics and episodes. So think about how you might meet with others and team up with others to set goals or create plans together. Or this can be a lower scale, like just having coffee with a friend to talk about what you're excited about in the new year. I've heard of people doing like vision board parties. I've never been invited to one, but I feel like I might have to throw one because that sounds like so much fun. Or maybe it's much more low key. Maybe you're going to join an online community where you're going to share goals. Some of us who are listening to this, not very many because I kept the size really small, are in Best Laid Plans Academy, and we're going to have an online community where you can share your goals for the new year. So wherever you decide is the right place for you. Think about how you're going to connect with others to share what you're excited about in the new year and maybe work together to make them come to fruition. And finally, make sure you plan in something fun for the next month. January can be kind of bleak depending on where you live. It can be dark. It can be cold. And also it can be very no nonsense with people having, you know, no spend months and no alcohol months and et cetera. But even if you are trying to achieve those health-centered or financial-centered goals, it doesn't mean that you have to give up fun for the month. So figure out with whatever constraints you have and whatever parameters you're working around, what you can schedule along in the next month that would be fun for you, whether it's a social gathering, some time in nature, anything that you have on your calendar that you can be happy about and look forward to. All right. So those are my top five goals for getting started on a positive and exciting note for 2023. I guess one other tip is you could also listen to some of my best of episodes. So in the show notes, I'll include some kind of fun year kickoff episodes that you might choose to listen to to get excited about goal setting and planning in the new year if you're still trying to put your systems together. All right, we're going to take a quick break and I will be back to share some of my personal goals for 2023. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. 
When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are now well into spring, and there's no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. And definitely take a look at their dresses. They have so many pretty ones. I'm obsessed with the day dress. It's so classic and versatile. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. All of their sweaters and tops pair with jeans, work pants, and more, and can be styled to fit practically any occasion. Find your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, I am back. And if you listen to the Best of Both Worlds podcast, some of this is going to be repetitive. Although I feel like I'm recording this at the very end of December, I have gotten closer to really committing to what my goals are going to be for 2023. And having to put the list together for the podcast was kind of my scaffold, my pre list of goals. And these are like my real list of goals that I'm hoping to incorporate into my life in 2023. I want to give a little bit of a disclaimer in that. Different people feel very differently about goals. Some people hear the word goals and they just want to run away screaming. So you could also call it an ideas list or things you might want to think about list for the new year if that is you. And the other thing is, I think it's very important, as I've discussed on prior episodes, to hold your goals so that they are a positive force in your life and not something that you're going to feel horrible about if you don't achieve exactly what they are. I've used the term holding them gently, being flexible with them, because again, your goal setting, your planning is there to help you and serve you, and hopefully you enjoy it and get something positive out of it. It is not there to trap you or have you feel pressure from yourself or even from others. So that's my little goals disclaimer before I share some of my goals for the new year. Now, I divide my goals into several domains, as I suggest that you do as well, just mostly because one busy list of goals 
can be really overwhelming when they're not sorted in any way. And I also think thinking about the different domains forces you to not neglect any one domain, whether it be personal or health or, you know, whatever you decide those important domains for you are. The domains I decided to use for this year are personal, family and home, my clinical work, my business work, habits, and fun. So those are kind of the framework that I used to decide what went into each of these categories when I committed to things I wanted to do in the new year. So I'm going to share. This is a little vulnerable. I mean, some of this is leans towards the personal, but I don't think any of it is anything to be particularly embarrassed about. So here we go. Here are my goals for 2023. Under the personal category, I want to make this a big running year. I'm really kind of just back into this as a hobby and passion, and I'd like to set some second running life PRs. (laughs) That means like after kids PRs in the half marathon, and I also want to start training for a full marathon that I likely will run in 2024. I want to read between 50 and 60 books, kind of following the reading method I talked about in a prior episode where I aim for about 10% of a novel each day and about one fourteenth of a nonfiction book most days as well. I think I detailed this in a prior reading episode, so if I can find it, I will link to that if you want more details. I want to use bits of time better, even though I am not on social media and my urge to scroll is so much less than it used to be, I still definitely want to pull out my phone on occasion to check emails or, I don't know, I feel like check what's up, like check things. And I'd like to really curtail that urge to the extent that I can. So I'm going to find some better ways to use those moments of time when I'd like to grab my phone. And that includes having more books on hand, always having my Kindle available and charged with a great book and having my planning tools out and available so I can always doodle or write a list or do something that feels more nourishing than whipping out my email. Number four, I'm going to plan out my personal spending this year. This is not something I've done in the past. My husband and I do give ourselves personal spending allowances. We use YNAB to keep detailed track of our budget, and we each have a category in there. We get the same amount per month, and we can use that however we see fit. But in prior years, I've just kind of like spent it. And I tend to be a little bit of a spender versus a saver. This year, I'd like to still spend it, but I want to plan it out and do so a little bit more intentionally. So hoping to try that this year. And then finally, a little bit of a frivolous goal. I just want to simplify my skincare. I was just using a whole bunch of different things and always changing it. And I just want to find a routine that works with me, makes me happy, maybe change it on a seasonal basis, but just keep things a little simpler with the skincare. All right, on the family and home domain, I truly want to get the house organized. I know I've said this like many times before if you follow along. I love Organize 365, Lisa Woodruff's work on organizing your home. And I've done parts of her programs before, but this is going to be the year I truly get the house organized and feel like every room has in it what it needs to have and not much more than that, and that I can find things and know where everything is. Fun fact, I am much, much, much better at organizing time than I am at organizing space, but I want to get my space skills up to par with my time skills. Number two, I want to have a mommy day or a short trip with each kid. I already have plans for two of them. I need to figure out something with my son. He's already going on a short trip with my husband, but I feel like I then owe him a mommy day or something like that. So trips with each of my kid or just some one-to-one full-on days with each kid. I want to make Sunday nights more relaxing, including a home-cooked Sunday dinner. 
I do feel like this is getting more and more doable as my kids have gotten older. So hopefully I'll be able to incorporate that. I want to work on the homework routines with my kids this year as they're getting older. They have more work to do at home. And I I think I need to help them plan ahead a little bit better. I want to take amazing, memorable trips with the family and continue to prioritize travel from a financial standpoint over things. And then finally, I want to have a 15% minimum savings rate for our household, ideally closer to that 20% mark, but I'm okay if we're at the 15%. That's where I want to set as our minimum. All right. In the realm of work and clinical, I want to do some things to improve office workflow. I'm not going to get into specifics about what those things are, but I have some really cool ideas that I want to try. I want to go to at least one in-person pediatric endocrinology conference, and I'm already planning on one. So hopefully that will come to fruition. I haven't gone to one since 2019, I think, because of the pandemic. And I'm just super, super excited to see some friends and get to learn in person and really immerse myself into that world. And finally, I want to do something to promote physician wellness in the institution where I work. So hopefully we'll think of some fun ideas for that. In the domain of work in my business life, which is what you're listening to right now and my blog and my, you know, all the things that I love to do for best laid plans and best of both worlds, my writing and my creation, I want to successfully launch and expand Best Laid Plans Academy. So, so, so excited to have the first cohort starting in January. Everything's in place. I have 30 in that group because I kept it really, really small, but hopefully I can make subsequent groups maybe a little bit bigger or at least have, you know, more ability to have multiple groups throughout the year. So I'm super excited to continue to teach others and connect with them through Best Laid Plans Academy. I want to plan and execute a live retreat. You guys, this is kind of a, I don't know, shot in the dark. Like I have no idea if this is going to work well. And I actually think it may not be the best business move ever, but I don't care. I think it would be just so much fun to connect with some of you in person and hold a live Best Laid Plans Academy. So I'm hoping to do that in the fall. So stay tuned for details on that, but it's definitely one of my goals for the year. I have somebody working on helping me create or actually create a proposal for how she might be able to help me run this. But if you are in this space of retreat planning or might be interested in being hired to come on said retreat to help me make sure it runs incredibly smoothly, let me know because I am looking for someone that might fit that description. I want to increase my speaking. So if you are interested in having someone come to your institution and do a planning workshop or a planning talk or just tell everybody why everyone should spend more time planning, I can be your person. So that is one of my work and business goals. So information's on my website if you'd like to think about hiring me to speak. I want to be a guest on some great podcasts this year. And finally, I want to improve the kind of shopping abilities on my website. I don't do any social media these days, so I'm not doing any affiliate linking that way. But there are some brands that I really do love and enjoy partnering with. And I want to make it easy for you to see all those things at once if you want to shop from my website. Finally, I have habit goals. I want to work on getting my nails in a better state. This is a joint goal I have along with my older daughter who also wants to work on her own nail care. And we're going to do reward ourselves with some manicures if we manage to leave our nails alone. I'm not like a terrible nail biter. I do it on occasion, but that occasion happens often enough that my nails are never looking all that beautiful. And ever since I discussed this with my oldest daughter, I've been a million times better. So I'm hoping that This will be a great motivator to do it along with her in the new year. 
I want to continue to read, as I mentioned. I want to have a weekly TV night. I feel like so many people want to watch less TV. I want to watch more TV. I want to spend at least one night per week immersing myself in a great show. I just finished White Lotus. Oh my God, so much fun. And I do love to read, but there's some great TV out there too. So weekly TV night. And then I want to continue with prior habits from the past. I mean, that's not like a specific goal for this year, but I do do Headspace most days. I often do Duolingo. I write in my five-year journal, et cetera. These were all goals I had in prior years, and I just want to continue those good things. And then finally, I have a fun category, and I want to take a trip with my college besties. I want to have date nights one to two times per month. I want to see a lot of concerts, shows, and plays when the opportunities arise. And I want to have some dates with friends. I have one friend in particular, we like to get massages together. Obviously, I can't do that all that often, but even a few times a year is really meaningful and fun. So I want to continue that in 2023. And when I mentioned planning in fun for January, that's exactly what I'm going to plan in for January. Actually, I have a small trip to see my sister and my niece, which I'm super excited about in January. And I'm going to set up a friend date to get a massage. And I think with those two things on my calendar, it's going to be really a fun month to look forward to. All right. Well, this has been a really, really fun episode to do. I hope you enjoyed hearing my goals list and I hope you enjoyed the few tips to get your year started fresh and fun for 2023. Keep the planner peace submissions coming. Keep your questions coming because I do hope to continue with the monthly Q&A slash tips episodes and also incorporating some planner peace into other episodes as well. You can always Leave a comment on my website, theshoebox.com, where there are show notes published every single week. You can learn more about Best Leads Plans Academy by going to the Best BLPA tab at the top on my website. We will be offering the next round starting, the round won't start until April, but the launch for that round will be in February. I'm going to offer it to waitlist people first. And if it doesn't fill up from the waitlist, then I will offer it probably to my newsletter subscribers next, and then to podcast listeners after that. So stay tuned if you're interested in participating in a future round of BLPA. And you can also always leave me a voicemail. I'll leave that number in the show notes or a speak pipe message. There are so many ways to reach out to me. I love hearing from you. Keep them coming. And finally, one more plea if you're able to leave me a review. I would so appreciate it. Just wanting to keep the momentum going on Best Laid Plans in 2023. And one super easy way you can support me in this podcast is to just leave a star review because a lot of people will look at the numbers there and kind of helps me be able to get great guests and other fun things for this podcast. So please keep those reviews coming if you haven't already. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode and are either enjoying a relaxing day off if you're still off this week or you're jazzed up going to work starting your new year. If either of those applies to you, I just hope you have a wonderful kickoff to this year and I will be back next week with more planning fun. Have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices. Amplified.